Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about getting repeat business from clients. Now imagine, imagine you worked really hard on your marketing and self-promotion and prospecting, and you landed a client. And let's say it was a $2,000 project that you landed, and you worked really hard, you completed that project, the client seems very satisfied with the project, and then you never hear from that client again. That's the only project you ever do for that client, that one-time gig, and that's it. Pretty disappointing, isn't it? The fact is, it's a tough way to build a business doing one-off projects for clients. Uh, You can't really build a successful copywriting business or content writing business, especially in the B2B world, based on getting one project per client. I mean, you just it's it's impossible. You'd have to get dozens of clients every year to fill your schedule with work. Where you make money in this business, the true definition of success is with repeat business. It's repeat business that defines your success, not these one-time gigs. You want repeat business. Repeat business, one project after another with a client over and over again, hopefully for years. Okay, so how do you do that? How do you get repeat business from clients. Well, I have eight tips for you that's going to help. Uh, So let's get started. Tip number one, and this is the obvious one, one that I've talked about many times in this podcast, is give the client an exceptional experience working with you. Just create an experience where they just love working with you. And that's more than delivering quality copy. Of course, that's a big ingredient of that is to deliver copy that just knocks them out that they really love. But also it's how they interact with you on the phone and in person, all your communications with them, your attitude, uh, all that stuff. It's, It's the whole package. And you want to create an experience that's very positive for the client so they think, wow, I really like working with this person. I want to do more work with this person. That's the attitude you want to have. So number one, give the client an exceptional experience working with you. Number two, if possible, see if you can arrange a get acquainted meeting with the client. I find this is really important after you've completed a first assignment with the client. Not before, but afterwards. So let's say you get a gig to write a white paper. You write a white paper for the client. They seem very happy. Then you contact the client and you say, Mr. Client, uh, I'd like to set up a get acquainted meeting with you so I can learn more about your business, learn more about your target audience, learn more about your products and services. So the next time we get a chance to work together, I can be more up to speed and and I can have my fingers firmly on the pulse of your business so I know what's going on. I think that would be valuable. Can we set up a meeting on the phone for 15 or 20 minutes or can I take you to lunch or can we meet for a coffee? Something like that. But if you have a get acquainted meeting with the client, it gives you an opportunity to learn more about their business. And you can ask them questions about what's coming up with their marketing. You can say, you know, what, how do you market your business? Uh, what's coming up for you in the future that I may be able to help with? 
things of that nature. You get the big picture of their business, and it's going to help you on further projects. But having that Get Acquainted meeting just takes the relationship with the client up to the next level. And they're going to be more likely to think of you for the next project. So have a Get Acquainted meeting with the client. That's tip number two. Tip number three, if possible, see if you can meet them in person or do the next best thing. I'll explain what that means in a second, but if possible, have an in-person meeting with a client. Again, take them for lunch, meet them for a coffee, meet them at their office or place of business. Find some way to meet them in person. Uh, A relationship is different when you meet someone in person. You uh, You can deal with people online and on the phone very effectively. Uh, You can build relationships with people at a distance. I have some clients I've worked with that I frankly have never met, but I feel like they're my friends because we talk all the time. I've, uh, you know, we correspond, we work together on projects, but I've never met them in person. But still, even though I feel like I have a very good relationship with these clients, it's, there's still a bit of a distance simply because I haven't met them in person. That's not always possible in this business. As copywriters and, and uh, B2B writers, we, we, we can work with clients all over the world. So sometimes it's just not practical to meet a client in person. But if you can, try to meet a client in person. If you can't do the next best thing, what's the next best thing? Make sure that they have opportunities to see you online. So, you know, have pictures of yourself on the website. If you can have a Skype meeting with them occasionally where you're seeing each other, that can be very effective. There's a friend of mine, Casey Demchek, very successful B2B copywriter, who has a lot of videos on his website. So, and he's talking right to directly to potential clients. So you really get a sense that, um, that you're getting to know Casey. Uh, he's just talking to you on, by video, but you know it increases the personal connection that he's making with his clients and prospects. So if possible, meet clients in person or the next best thing. Number four, and this is another thing that I've talked about in previous podcasts is so important, stay in touch. Okay, if you have, if you do a project for a client uh, and you've done that project eight months ago and the client was satisfied, but you haven't heard from the client yet and you haven't made the first move, you haven't checked in with the client, sent an email to say hello, picked up the phone to say hello in eight months, well, shame on you because that client is probably working with someone else now, (laughs) okay? You need to stay in touch with your clients. Stay in touch at least once a month. Um, And there's many ways you can do that. You don't have to phone them all the time. You don't have to email them all the time. You can send out an e-newsletter. You can send a, a, a email message every once in a while. You can send a card in the mail. I got a card in the mail today from, a, um, from someone I work with. There's many different ways to stay in touch, stay in touch with clients, even especially those clients where there's uh, a lot of time between projects. Some clients are such that they can't give you work every single month. Maybe it's only every three months or maybe two or three times a year. I have a great client like that who I only work with two or three or four times a year, but I stay in touch with that client. So stay in touch regularly with clients no matter what. That's number four. Tip number five. After you complete a project with a client, ask the client, what's next? Ask what's next. I always do that. 
after I complete a project, we talk about the project and, and you know what the client liked about it and how it's working for them. Then I say, okay, Mr. Client, so what's next? What's coming up with your marketing, your sales and marketing that I may be able to help out with? Any email campaigns coming up? Any updates on your website? What can I do to help you next? I always ask that question because that does three things. Number one, it shows the client that you want to work with them. Okay, it shows the client that you're interested in helping them. And that's, imp- that's an important message to get across. Number two, it gets the client thinking about ways they can work with you. Okay, they start to think, hmm, we're going to update our website in about three or four months. And I wasn't thinking about getting Steve to help with the copywriting. But now that he asked, maybe we should bring him in. Okay, it gets them thinking that way. And also, a third benefit is that you learn what's next. You learn what's coming up next. When you ask that question and the client says, well, we have a trade show coming up in September. We're updating our website in the fall, blah, blah, blah. You get to know what's coming up next in their marketing. And therefore, that gives you an opportunity to plan and and maybe go after some of those projects. So that's number five. After you complete a project, ask what's next. Number six in getting repeat business is expand your connections at your client's company. Uh, what sometimes happens is, uh, you know, you deal with one person at a company and you build a relationship with that one person who's hired you and you don't get to know anybody else in the company. And that actually can um, backfire on you. I had a situation one time with a big client where I, you know, worked with that one person and, and they loved my work. And I thought that the company as a whole really loved what I did. But then here's what happened. That client moved on. She actually moved to Europe and started working for a different company. And no one else at that company really knew who I was because I didn't build any relationships with anybody else except that one contact that I had at that company. So when she moved, when she quit and moved on, no one at the company knew who I was. And guess what happened with the work I was getting from that company? It went to pretty much zero. (laughs) Okay, You don't want that, that to happen to you. It pays to expand your connections at a company. Uh, If you're dealing with a larger company and a marketing director has hired you, there might be other marketing directors in the company who don't even know you. There could be a marketing director in the next cubicle that hasn't even heard of you, even though you could be doing $50,000 worth of business with the marketing director that did hire you. So cultivate other contacts at the company. Get to know people. Uh, The more people you know, the more you become part of the team, the more you become a linchpin for that company, the more you become the go-to writer, copywriter for that company, which is exactly what you want. So expand your connections at your client's company. That's number six. Number seven, educate your client on the other services that you offer. Okay, let's say the client's hired you to uh, manage and write their blog. It's a pretty good gig. It's a regular gig. But they may think of you in their mind after a while as the blog writer. And they may not think that you're able to write a persuasive uh, series of emails for an email campaign or write some headlines and copy for an ad or do some of these other types of projects. You may assume that they know, but that's a very bad assumption to make. The client may not know other things that you do. You may do other non-writing things. You may offer... Uh, project management, or um, you may offer 
consulting. I offer consulting sessions as well as copywriting, brainstorming sessions, consulting sessions. So um, some clients don't know that. Okay. So I educate them on other things that I offer. If you educate your client on the different services that you offer, then they'll know what they can call you about. Okay. And your chances are you'll get more business from that client. So that's number seven. Educate your client on the other services that you offer. And one more thing on that. Just because you list services on your website doesn't mean your client's going to check your website to see all the services you offer. In your conversations with clients, you need to constantly remind them of some of the other things that you do. So that's number seven. And finally, number eight in getting repeat business is have an open door policy when it comes to brainstorming, bouncing ideas, marketing questions, copywriting questions, things of that nature. Uh, with my clients, I always remind them that they can call me anytime they want. If they have a marketing idea that they want to bounce off me, if they need some uh, quick advice for an email campaign, if they want me to look at some copy they have and give them some ideas on how to improve it or get my feedback on it, they can call me anytime they want to do that. And I, I welcome those conversations because those conversations are very easy for me to do and they really build the relationship with my clients. So I always, always let them uh, know that I, I have an open door policy for clients. Call me, email me anytime you want to chat with me about ideas, marketing challenges, do some brainstorming together, whatever. Okay. And typically these conversations, by the way, never last more than 15 or 20 minutes. And they're, they always benefit me in the end because any projects that come out from those conversations I usually get. So have that open door policy number eight. So those are eight tips for getting repeat business. Let me go over, with, uh, go over them with you very quickly. Number one, give the client an exceptional experience working with you. Number two, have a get acquainted meeting with the client after the first project. Number three, if possible, meet the client in person or the next best thing. Number uh, four, stay in touch with clients. Number five, after you complete a project, ask what's next. Number six, expand your contacts at the company. Number seven, educate your client on other services that you offer. And number eight, have an open door policy when it comes to client questions, clients wanting to do some brainstorming with you, clients wanting some feedback on something, things of that nature. And if you take that advice, your chances of getting more repeat business from clients will go way up. So I hope that helps you. Please implement some of those ideas. And that's it for this week's podcast. I'm Steve Sloan-White. And for past episodes of this podcast, you can always go to b2bwritingsuccess.com and access them there. Or subscribe on iTunes. Just do a search on iTunes for B2B Writing Success. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.